Welcome to Arise Esther, a podcast for today's Esthers, women who are ready to rise up with courage and faith like Esther of old, who stepped up to lead when life was tough but faith was fierce. Hi, I'm Dawn Scott Damon, your podcast host. I get to talk to some of the most resilient women on the planet, all who faced trials head on and triumphed. Now we're here to help you do the same. So turn it up, Esther. This is your moment. Welcome. Today we pick up on an interview that I had with Janelle Rarden. She's a trauma-informed therapist, a speaker, a life coach, a podcaster, an author, and we're talking about what it means to find your voice, equating your voice with value, worth, and dignity. And when you have those things, then you know that you can speak up, stand up, and move up into the places that God has for you. Join us with this interview already in progress. This is part two. And by the way, catch part one in our archives, and you can also find Janelle's complete autobiography in our show notes. Now enjoy this episode with Janelle Rarden, Assertiveness versus Aggressiveness, Finding Your Voice, Part 2. I equate voice with value, worth, and dignity. So it's not just about going out and screaming from a soapbox or being noticed or no. When you know, like you just said, when you know whose you are, when you know that I'm accepted in the beloved, God is mine. He loves me. I'm his. We have oneness. Then I know my value, worth, and dignity, and no one, no one can take it from you. Yes. It can't be diminished. It can't. And we see that unfold in Esther's life as, as we know our listeners are very familiar with that story, probably being this is a rise Esther. So we have Vashti and we have Esther and they're trying to find their voice. Okay. We'll talk about that in a minute. It also helps effective self-expression and enables us to stand up for our points of view Mm -hmm. while, and this is the important part, while respecting the rights and beliefs of others. Right. So there's that healthy balance. Yeah. I can speak my voice without Mm -hmm taking away from you or tearing you down or, mm-hmm. or diminishing what you feel or believe. And we don't always have to agree. We don't have to agree. We won't to agree. We will right? never always agree. Right. It just won't happen. Paul said, if at all possible, live peacefully with all men, he knew it wasn't possible. Right. So yeah, we have to hold these tensions tensions mm-hmm. in our hand. It yes. fosters mutual respect, mm-hmm. enabling diplomacy, and integrity. This is what we bring to a table, a long table, not a long table where a dictator or a tyrant sits at one end. No, we sit at a feasting table like Jesus and his disciples where they're laying on each other and they're in each other's space. Interconnected. Massive difference. It creates an innate awareness of the rights of others, offering keen insights on resolving conflict. It makes communication, this is critical, it makes communication direct, respectful, and it helps make the delivery of our messages, our words, and the tone of our voices well-received and ultimately successful. We then are heard. 
we're heard. Yes. Because we are offering respect. We're holding safe space, right? Yes. We're attuned. We're listening more than we're talking. Mm -hmm. And it also directs the practice of emotion regulation, which is another tool in the book. Mm -hmm. Not too passive. I like to say not too aggressive. It's just right. Just right. (laughs) That's just right. (laughs) Sounds like baby bears porridge, baby bears porridge. Yes. It's just holding. And that's in my work. I call these women heart lifters. Mm -hmm. They're women who stand in the center of their spheres of influence, practicing and knowing their healthy sense of self, healthy behavior patterns, and healthy communication skills. We have to have that. We do. And I can't help but think as you're speaking that when you don't have your voice, there's a lot of turmoil on the inside because I feel conflicted. I'm raging Mm -hmm. on the inside. Perhaps Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm scared. I'm, I'm all kinds of everything. And Mm -hmm. I don't know how to I don't know how to process any of my internal stuff. If I don't write it down or speak it out, mm-hmm. it just never finds that resting place. So to no. be able to find your voice and to find self-expression brings health and, and it us from toxicity, doesn't it? Oh, it's spirit, soul, and body. It is so interrelated. I write about that because I have an esophageal disease. My esophagus just in 2015 stopped working. There's no paracelsus. It does not, it doesn't work. The only thing that takes my food down is gravity, but the end in our sphincter, right? It closed. And achalacia is the name of the disease. It means failure to relax. When the doctor told me that I went, you're kidding me, right? Like, I don't, I've never known how to relax. My nervous system has been like this probably since the womb. Right. You're, you're, you're showing a very fast vibration. Yes. For those that are just listening, that's okay. Because you're saying, you know, you, you have just just shaken on the inside. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Since the day wound up shaken on the inside, my nervous system has never understood calm, never in its whole entire life. Until now. Is that being caught in the, um, the, the sympathetic overdrive? Hypervigilant. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I talk about that also, but so we have to know, you know, we have to know we're safe, but that I came from a family of origins of repression. My husband came from a family of repression. So I talk a lot about repression Mm -hmm. in this tool and bring it to light. There are others who have grown up in a family of rage and a family of yelling, Mm -hmm. you know, so I did an anatomy of yelling an anatomy of repression. And we held these two tensions. So actually my work in life, my husband's work really is, I need you to yell at me at just practice, try it, you know? And he's like, I can't do that. I can't do that. I, can't do that. I can <laughs> offer some help there. If you, <laughs> I used so to the yellers, at it. I used yeah, to the yellers. Yeah. The yellers have to, to come into some sense of how to manage that. Right. So there's tension on all sides. Yes. There's always tensions. And so by repress, by repressing, we, you know, the body keeps the score. It sure we does. We're well aware of it. So sure yeah, does. I have, I had to learn that for me, that bodily 
serious bodily malfunction. I couldn't even drink water, you know, had to have an experimental surgery just to open the sphincter. So it's just now open TMI. But um, what that taught me hours and hours in the waiting room and surgeries and things like that. And every time I eat, uh, I, I tell myself, you can never repress again, yeah. ever, ever it, your body, your body is telling you, you can't do that. So that was where my journey and my research began. And I had to start finding my voice. And that was only seven years ago. Wow. That is such important work. And it's such a powerful testimony that you have that revelation that not only spiritually and emotionally finding your voice, but physically Mm-hmm. how, how your voice was attacked, you know, yes, my voice. Yeah. My, my livelihood, your livelihood. Actually, I'm I mean, a teacher. I think that does represent a um, very mm-hmm. big clue to what the enemy fears of you, my sister. Mm-hmm. And, um, but God is mm-hmm. greater. He can't, the enemy can't shut you up, but what an incredible ministry. So, so Okay. So are we at the place now where we can hear the five T? Yes. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I get so I got my pen in my hand. I'm taking notes in an interview. (laughs) Okay. So five keys to finding your voice. If, and when you have the book or you have Kindle, it might be different in Kindle, but it's 146, 147 and 148. I'll just give you the five tools in a quick, quick, uh, run through. It is an acronym for voice. Oh, of course. Of course, little teachers. We have to have acronyms. We love our acronyms. We love our acronyms. So voice would be to value yourself. We've already talked about that. Yep. And validate others. So that's mm-hmm. the piece where healthy assertiveness is not. I mean, you've been in conversations, right, where you share, and immediately someone just starts talking. They just start talking. Oh, they start right. sharing their story. They don't, you know, name dropping, doing whatever they do. Well, that's you know, we just that's not what we are. Our goal is here. It is to ask, how do I talk to myself first? Because I feel like finding our voice, our value, worth, and dignity really transforms how we talk to God and hear God Mm -hmm. and how we talk to ourselves, and then how we talk to others. Mm -hmm. So that's first and foremost, you know, it's based on, uh, Proverbs 31, 25, when you're clothed in strength and dignity with nothing to fear, you can smile at your future and you can have really strong conversations with others. I add second, the O is optimize your skills. I didn't know how to do this. I had no idea that I was even a repressor. I just didn't know. I just knew that I thought I was being obedient. Oh, yeah. And good. Right. So and godly. godly. I was being a godly woman. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you, in the meantime, you're being completely stripped of your personhood. Completely. And then not only by a patriarchal system, but there is a matriarchal system as well. Yes, there sure is. There is. Because my severest too. wound was from a, 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 a sister leader. Yeah. So caution sisters, this is what we're doing now in rise Esther. Mm -hmm. This is what we're doing in the kingdom of God. Yes. We are putting our hands in a circle and committing shoulder to shoulder, heart to heart, hand to hand, hand to hand. We have to do this together. I'm getting very emotional because I I feel it's imperative. It is an unction just like Mordecai 
received for Esther. I feel like it is an unction to us today, Esther 414. You know, if you hold yeah. us to your peace, the King James says it the best. And I use the old English. If you hold your peace, which means if you silence yourself. Yeah. Right. Or allow yourself to be silent. You'll die. There will be no enlargement, the King James says, enlargement and deliverance mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. And he'll find another way to do it. Mm -hmm. But that was the charge to Esther. But Esther, you've been brought to royalty. You've been brought to this space for such a time as this. Like and time means now. Right. Yes. The time is now. That's what it means. The time okay. is now. Right. And I, oh, go ahead. I'm getting fired. No, up. I, I'm just, I'm just iter reiterating oh. what you're saying, you know, and, and, and ultimately he was saying to her, you know, if you, if you hold your voice and, and you don't speak up now, um, you know, what makes you think that you're not going to die too. And I just yeah. think about yes. that. Um, there's something in us dies, you know, we continue. Does. There's a death. There's a death. There's a wasting and there's an atrophy Ooh. of our soul. Oh, oh, I think atrophy is a fabulous thought. You are on fire today. Gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> You're my you said something. You said something super important that, you know, after you write a book, you always have a million thoughts and you want to alter things and add things. Yes. I love the I that's coming up, but I'll add to it in a second. The I is initiate healthy behavior patterns and healthy communication skills. Okay. I would actually now change this because of a revelation I had three weeks ago in my own life in a super powerfully painful crucible of having to make a decision that was extremely costly decision. I can't share any more than that. Super private, but at 3am in the morning on the floor of my room downstairs that I call the breathing room, God said, I need you to read first John four, six, seven through 21. I would now say invest all of your spiritual time and energy. I'd also would say isolate yourself in a in a wilderness with God for yeah. a little time. Yeah. To invest in how much God loves you. Because in that passage of scripture, it says in verse 16, I know and believe mm -hmm basically how much God loves me. God loves me. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I'm getting chills again. It was like the heavens rent. I've only had a few moments in my life like this. Yeah. And I went, oh, well, I obviously don't, I don't get it because it was a decision I had to make. And when I made this decision, it might've meant someone wouldn't love me anymore mm. or someone would pull away from me. And I, I, if that happened, I would want to die. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was just an crazy situation. Yeah. Like yeah. I will talk about it one day, but I can't yet. Yeah. I understand. And my fear, it was a fear. And if yeah. you go on down, it says, because if you know that love, you, you know, God's love does not involve punishment. That's fear-based. Right. It's fear-based. Mm -hmm. It's perfect love cast out all fear. It's one or two verses down, right? you know? And it's yeah. like, oh my gosh, yep. I am 
making a decision that is so fear-based. So obviously I do not know the love of God. I don't trust. I don't know because I have to make this decision and he's requiring me to make a decision to say no to the one that I think might push me away when I know it's not true in my head, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but in my heart. Yep. My whole world changed that, that early morning on the floor. That's so powerful. I think uh, there's another translation of that too, that says we know and rely on the love of God. Yes. And, (laughs) and I think when you're talking about how, to me, when anything is, um, when the emotion is that big and that large, it's rooted in my inner child or like it's hysterical, it's historical. So girl, it's that big. So like, I, I have to, I I know we're just like in the deep weeds here with maybe we are in the deep, but I'm like, I know I have to, I have to nurture. I might know the love of God globally or ultimately, but like right now in that moment, I got to soothe my system because yes. I, I, there's something there that's really triggered, right? Is that what you Oh, it was a deep mother wound. It was a mother yeah. wound. It was, like, I will be abandoned, rejected. If alone. I don't alone, I will plead. I I've done nothing but please my people know my story. If you just need to, you can read more about it, but it was a moment for me where it dropped open in my heart. And I went, I know, receive, believe I am so loved. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I have, I buried my mother August of 2020 due to COVID 92 wasn't able to be with her. So that was like the initial cutting of my enmeshed cords with my umbilical cord, my mother, but this whole new level severed it, cauterized it, put it like they after, and I'm whole, I'm completely Janelle now. Like I know and believe I am loved by God. That doesn't mean I'm skipping a hung and locking because I'm getting ready to live into the result of that decision the next two weeks. Mm -hmm. So, but when Mm -hmm. I, 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 I'm different. Yep. I'm different. Mm -hmm. Okay. So So I would say really invest, invest in knowing God loves you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. That as a result will help you initiate healthy behavior patterns and healthy communication skills. The C is communicate clearly three directives here, be direct, learn how to be concise, learn how you, this is a skill you learn. Yeah. Be direct, diplomatic. We've already said that and discerning say what you need to say. And there's a book called that say what you mean. It's all on nonviolent communication. It's beautiful. Say what you need to say with grace and candor. Instead of being a peacekeeper, be a peacemaker. And there's a difference. Find that out. You can just continue to read in Stronger Every Day how to increase your capacity to do that. Mm-hmm. And then energize the room is E. Mm. Nothing, nothing sucks the life out of a room like unhealthy communication. Oh, yeah. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I say that 
C, communicating clearly and energizing the room go hand in hand. All of these are integrated, of course. Every tool is synergistic. None of them are something that would stand alone. But as we develop that skill of communicating clearly, we do energize the room. And that's what Esther did when she went into the presence of the king. Yes. It was a journey. She had to go through her own fear. She was fearful. I guarantee you, I had my own Arise Esther moment on that floor. I really believe that something happened in the spirit spiritual realm of my life, something broke and has opened up a door that I am moving through the life now, my life now empowered by the spirit in a way I never have been. And to God be the glory, great things he has done. But that's what Esther did. She wrestled, she struggled, right? Yes. I mean, her purification of a year was scraping. It was not. Okay. So once we can do that, we build up right? We build up everyone on their faith. It's no longer about me advancing my kingdom. It's about me advancing the kingdom of God and standing like we were saying, arm in arm, Mm -hmm. heart to heart, right? Eye to eye, voice to voice. Mm -hmm. I, you know, wow. When that happens, I, I promise you when that happens, it will be an unstoppable movement. Mm -hmm. It's an exciting thought. It is. I've been thinking it for a decade. I started that thought in 20, oh, 20, 2009. Mm -hmm. Yes. When women gather in the indomitable spirit of unity, great movements start. Amen. And I want to be a part of that movement. I sure do. You are a part. I love (laughs) you. You are. Thank you. Thank you. I love using my voice and I love empowering women as you do to use their voice. And if we could walk into that and step into that and not be threatened by one another's voices, but instead Mm -mm. see it as the strengthening and the unity that you speak of and bringing Mm -hmm. ultimately the kingdom of God forcefully advancing, setting captives free. It's time. It's, it is time. The time is now. It's happening. Right now. Right. It's now. happening. Right. So what I do we know do it next? in my spirit. Yeah. <laughs> what do we do next? What's our marching orders? Our marching orders are to make sure that we, above all else, guard our own heart. heart. Proverbs 4.23. Proverbs 4.23. Okay. Because absolutely everything in our life in our spheres of influence flows from what's inside of our heart. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's hard work and it's hard work. And so if you sweet listener uh, has something has started an alarm inside of you or giving you chills or made you stand up in the middle of the podcast and go, I will arise. You start by being very aware. I give, I give a, Beautiful exercise at the end of tool five. And I just say, find your authentic voice. Take one day or a week, whatever, one day and observe yourself. Observe your verbal and nonverbal ways of communicating. Mm -hmm. Take notes. Awareness is everything. Once you are aware, 
Yes. Everything changes. So look at your facial expressions, especially I want you to look at and consider the prosody, your tone of voice Mm -hmm. as a woman, as a mother, as a woman, tone of voice is actually the most essential way to bring intimacy and connection with others. That's a hard, hard word. I know. Sorry. That's, but we want to be aware of it. As your self-awareness heightens, make a few notes about the positives and the negatives and how you can do better. What areas need improvement? You're just going to do a little examine of yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, do I need to stop slamming the cabinet doors? That was my mojo back in the day. My repressed anger. I would just bang whatever I could bang. Till my eight-year-old said, mommy, please stop doing that. I'm banging. And then where do you excel? You know, look at the areas where you're, you're doing a good job. Hold them both and then just commit to becoming healthier. Yes. The book is called Stronger Every Day, Nine Tools for an Emotionally Healthy You. I can't wait to get my copy. And where (laughs) can we find your book? And where can we listen to your podcast? Oh, everything is on my site. So Janelle, J-A-N-E-L-L, Rarden, R-A-R-D-O-N.com. Absolutely. Everything's just right there, right there. Uh, You can get the book on Amazon or in any of your, you know, indie stores or bookstores. It it really is in a lot of those places, but Amazon for sure. And um, the podcast is on my, my site. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. Thank you for being our guest today. And I just might make a note of this too. You were an award-winning author last year at the golden scrolls. You won book of the year, number one. And so congratulations to you. And you gave me the award. And I was, I was able to give you the award. You spoke it out. So we are connected. It's an amazing, it's an amazing ministry that you have. Thank you for writing this book. Thank you for what you do and for the attunement that you give to the hearts of women. It is not going unnoticed. It's so very appreciated. And we thank you for that. And for all of you listening, we see you. God sees you. We hear you. And we encourage you, dear woman of God, to find your Esther moment, find your voice, and to rise up. The Lord has great things in store for you. He does. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to leave you like I leave you all the time. You modern day Esters, is this your moment to arise? I hope you've enjoyed the podcast today. And hey, if you've not done so yet, why don't you subscribe on Apple Podcasts so you never miss another episode. Or you can visit us at AriseEster.com. And while you're there, make sure you join the movement. Visit us today to get connected. For more information about me, Dawn Damon, visit DawnDamon.com. And while you're there, you can sign up for a free breakthrough strategy session. Until we meet again, keep rising. This is your moment.